How's it going, everyone? My name is Justin, and welcome to another episode of the Street Fighter Podcast. It has been, I don't know, eight months since our last recording, but we're back as both a year-end wrap-up for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Uh, we're going to be talking Championship Edition that just launched, I guess, yesterday? Sunday? Well, the Championship Edition doesn't come out until the 14th of February, but the new Season 5 patch has dropped yesterday. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that today. Semantics. We're, we're going to be talking about Seth... Uh, V-Skill 2s. I think you've played with more of those than I have. Some of the patch notes, I haven't read over all of them, but we're going to talk about those and our characters. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a little bit about the Capcom Pro Tour in 2020. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump it's into crazy. it. We're going to start off right at the top. I've made a bunch of show notes on this, so this actually might run a little bit longer than our episodes were in the past, which is around Hell 40 yeah. minutes-ish. That's what I like. <laughs> so, but I want to, okay, so I, I thought about this throughout the day because I was trying to come up with a way to come into this subject without it being super negative, Mm -hmm. but kicking things off is just the Capcom Pro Tour as a whole in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we started recording, something that I was uh, letting you know is that I hadn't really been following the Capcom Pro Tour much Mm -hmm. in 2019. And I think that even though it's had these pocketed moments of being really cool, I feel like it's kind of like a whole, it's actually kind of been really bad. You think so? I mean, well... I think I hold like a very interesting perspective in this because I've, I haven't been watching. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been watching. I just kind of like check in every so often to kind of see what's going on in the Pro Tour. And um, I've got a lot of things that are, that are listed here, so I'm going to just kind of like go down them. Um, the Kage reveal mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. last year, which is technically 2018, but kind of coming in here. So it was the Kage reveal. The characters getting leaked. Uh, e. Honda, Poison, that was, Lucia. Surprisingly, not Capcom's fault on that one. Yeah, but it's kind of related to the Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, the something I did notice was that there was I think correct me if this is wrong there was no season mid season balance patch which I think a lot of people were looking forward to or expecting uh, due to like Rashid and Karen and Akuma kind of beating everybody up which had kind of been the tradition throughout the previous years yeah I don't remember because I know when they dropped the three characters uh, Poison Lucia and Honda did they have a patch I feel like they did. I could be wrong about that. Let me look. Yeah. Well, well while you're kind of mentioning that, um, I mean, the list kind of goes on. I mean, I, I, well, the list goes on literally because I'm going to keep going <laughs> on, yeah. on my iPad. Um, jumping forward all this time, you've got the last chance qualifiers. I think you have some, even though it's a little bit speculative, like rumor stuff, I think that you have some things to say on like what was going on with the production side of the, the last chance qualifier. And um, yeah. Um, so. Oh, no. I thought you've had the patch information. Uh, no, I can't. Okay. Uh, well, the last thing I just kind of wanted to say before I let you take over the LCQ stuff is just this idea that I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff already. Like, I'm not, like I said, it's just at, at, a, at a glance, the network stuff that's going on, but it just seemed like there was a lot about, like, yeah, the tournaments ran and people got points and we got to the end of the year, but it kind of seemed like it was, like, rough, really rough along the way. Yeah. You know, for something that should have been improving throughout the years. Yeah, well, I mean, the... I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, do, do, would you would you agree with that in a sense that like it's been a rough year? I mean, you're more dialed into the scene than I have been. Just barely. <laughs> okay. So, but I'm but I'm curious. Like, when you're looking at it, do you feel like what makes you think it was rough? Well, just those things that I mentioned about like the Kage reveal yeah. and and the characters getting leaked and and the fact oh. that like people seem to complain about the same stuff that they were complaining about. No communication. The net code's awful. Um, we'll yeah. jump ahead, just the Pocky thing that happened at uh, the Capcom 
cup and mm-hmm. how there were people that, you know, a lot of competitive players that weren't really feeling that part of the, the yeah. event. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think as far as FGC and esports goes, that we're still experimenting and trying new stuff, right? So I don't blame Capcom for trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about exactly that in just a little bit uh, in regards to next year. But I don't think the season's been bad at all. Like, you okay. know, people are still playing tournaments. Like, everybody's going to be bitching about everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, we were just talking off air. It's like, you know, people on Twitter is, are going to complain and complain and complain, but it's all about the data. Like, people are still playing. They're still getting good numbers for every tournament. I guess what's kind of interesting, too, just from my perspective, is is this, this, this perspective that when I'm away from the scene and then I kind of like dip my head or like poke my head back in to kind of say, okay, Hey, what's going on? It's like, it's not even that all I see is the negative, but it just kind of seems like there's just a lot of hiccups and, and, and problems. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and, and I'm still scouring Twitter and street fighter Reddit and other places. I'm trying to, to see like, you know, where is a lot of the stuff that is going right. And I, and I, and I know it's out there. I mean, if it was, if it was as much of a shamble as like, you, you know, this Capcom Cup would lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. There, there's actually an article that I have that's going to be in the description of this podcast, but it's, I think it reads, if I go to the bottom here, is Capcom 2019 as terrible as people make it out to be? And it kind of lists all the different things that had happened with like the LCQ yeah. and, Depends on and who stuff you like ask. that. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, to, as far as that question goes specifically, no. Right. Well, it depends. Right. Cause if you're like, if you're somebody sponsored, then yes, it's fucking terrible. Cause you know, you have players who like their job is to go do well so that they represent a brand so that people yeah. can get eyes on it. And here we have the last chance qualifier not being streamed, uh, losers brackets for the first half of the actual finals not being streamed. Uh, and I think it wasn't until like people started mentioning stuff like this that Capcom actually stopped and was like, hey, okay, we need to. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is the case, but something that I had believed immediately when I saw this post by a. Uh, uh, Michael Martin was when they said like the logistics, you know, it's a word that was thrown around, you know, the, we couldn't get the logistics to work out for streaming the last mm-hmm. chance qualifier. The first thing that popped into my mind, uh, just from a business standpoint, and I'm not saying this is right, but this is kind of where my mind went first was there was a contract and an agreement that, that the Novo, which mm-hmm. I think was the name of the place yep. and Capcom were in agreements, agreement to stream on these two days. Mm-hmm. So when they then rolled in on like Thursday, or yeah. maybe even Friday morning or whatever the case was, and said, oh, hey, we need to stream this day, I'm pretty sure it was like a, the logistics was, well, that's not in the contract. Mm-hmm. And because that's not in the contract, even though we have the ability to allow you to stream, we're not going to do it because it's not what we agreed upon like as a binding contract mm-hmm. for this weekend. That's the first thing that came to mind as to why it couldn't happen when Saturday rolled around and suddenly everything was working with no logistics problems. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so I think it might have been actually not on the venue's fault. Uh, I think it could have been the contract that Capcom had with the team streaming. Okay, so you know so, a little bit more, even though it is still like yeah, it's, speculation, it's a little bit nebulous. You know, you know more about that than I do. Yeah, it's a little bit nebulous, and I got some of this information off of Twitter, and I'm like 80% sure I can say it's right. Okay, that's a good percentage. So the... The usual crew that runs any Capcom stream uh, and any big stream throughout the year has been Tenno, right? Mm-hmm. That's Chris Seg, Hanzo Gonzo, uh, Spencer, and all those other guys who are really good at what they do 
for the FGC. Right. Uh, and I know that kind of sounded like it was a dig at them. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, no, I, I didn't think they're great. I, I didn't think of it that um, way. Apparently, the crew that they got to stream this time around uh, was there are rumors that Capcom signed something with ESL, right? The Esports League. Okay. Uh, and the Esports League then contracted out a company called Paperlight. Paper and light with a Y. Okay. Um, so, and this crew are the crew that ran the stream this weekend. So I have a feeling that it could have been a contract thing about them streaming on Friday. Uh, it could have also just been like they weren't there to stream it on Friday, and that's why they had to. Yeah. While I liked the fact that Red Bull put up the dough for and people Twitch to do IRL well. streams. Yeah, Twitch and Red Bull put up the dough for people to do IRL streams. There were also so many people that offered Capcom. I know uh, oh. there were, uh, there's a dude, uh, he goes by Dude Master. I forget his actual name. Very okay. nice guy. He tweeted out to Capcom and they responded. Uh, he tweeted out to Capcom saying, hey, I have all of the equipment we need in my storage unit right now. I can be there and do this for free. Capcom said no. <laughs> mm. uh, so that's why you think it was more of like an agreement between this other company and, yeah. and Capcom. So, okay. Uh, okay. And Red Bull started then giving people IRL backpacks and all this other stuff so that they can then stream the event, which I think is great that people volunteered to do it. I think it's terrible if you're a competitor and now you're worrying about doing an IRL stream of this event. Did you watch a stupendous or did you watch much of the LCQ or any? I did not. I, I tuned in. Um, to watch uh, Stupendous' stream, because it was kind of the first one that was up. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining um, to have people there, but I wasn't watching it at all for the matches, because you couldn't yeah. really see them anyway. It was just more like, you know... Like all these crazy shit. Yeah, just like here. this this like event going on, and it's happening at the same time that we're supposed to be watching the Last Chance Qualifier. Yeah. So I was kind of tuning in more for that, but I, I don't think I can remember a single thing from it other than Stupendous trying to get somebody stick, running into certain, you know, top players and other people in the scene. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, I'm sorry, it's too overexposed in the video. I can't fix it. <laughs> <You know>? So <laughs> there was a lot of that. And um, and then I would switch between, um, I, I watched a little bit of Yipes' stream, and then I kind of got busy with things throughout the day. But, uh, okay. I mean. Yeah. And I mean, look, there was also a lot of, like, crazy issues with production on Saturday as well. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the name switch up right like where they had the players and the names all switched up oh yeah throughout the first half of saturday well something i was thinking about too as i was making all the show notes for this episode was you know i don't want to linger too much it's not even about like i don't want to focus on the negative yeah it's just that we could be here all day yep talking about like lcq and like oh they messed up the names or you know they should have done this and and whatnot but i kind of wanted to at least touch on those things and the the validation i'm kind of creating in my head is that whether it's Capcom or whatever's happening, I think having, like, not really a unified voice per se, but if you go to Street Fighter content, whether it's this, whether it's, you know, anyone else out there, and you're listening to their content, if you kind of keep coming across the same complaints, mm -hmm. then I feel like for anyone at Capcom or whatever that's trying to find out, okay, well, what like, you know, we might send out a survey and see, like, how did you like the Capcom Cup this year? Yeah. But let's say if you don't and you just decide to watch Street Fighter content, and, and find out, like, what do people feel about it, you'll get this kind of unified idea that, like, mm -hmm. yes, you know, we didn't like that the LCQ wasn't streamed and, and, and so on and so yeah. forth. So, um, Well, actually, Capcom recently tweeted 
a response to all of that. Okay. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, but while I say that, um, the reason why this is such a big deal, and I feel like going into this is important, is this is the last tournament of the year, right? Like, the last chance qualifier is, like, essentially, like, the climax of open bracket tournaments for the Capcom year, or for the Capcom Pro Tour year. Mm-hmm. So not having having that not streamed is such a big uh, letdown for everybody. It's kind of funny that that landscape has changed too, because something that was made as a joke during the podcast, not the podcast, but Stu- Stupendous's um, live stream was like, it's like, I think I heard a lot of, or I read a lot of people saying, "Oh, yo, it's back in two thousand nine. We're back in two thousand nine, boys," and it's like. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, if you could stream back then, this is kind of what it would look like and feel like, you know. So there's that expectation that's um, that's cropped up with having a live stream, mm-hmm. you know, um, as well as the fact that, you know, something that Capcom's uh, mentioned before, and I don't necessarily know if I'll find an article to this, mm-hmm. but uh, when, we, when we had Roddy here in, in one of the episodes, we had talked about how Capcom was, they had to push the viewership angle. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily Street Fighter Five sucks or you know, it's not a good game or whatever. It was just, you know, there weren't as many people entering the games and, and, and it's yeah. how they can kind of recoup some revenue or get some revenue for mm-hmm. uh, for the production that they're putting on for the Pro Tour. And they they were and they mentioned like, hey, we're going heavy on trying to get more people, at least more eyes on what's going on. That's yeah. what SFL is about and whatnot. So to then have something like that happen where all eyes are kind of focused on you and then it isn't. Yeah, you know, so yeah, and I actually have the response here from Capcom. Uh, okay. They tweeted out this photo. I'll show it to you, of text with a Capcom cup at the bottom, and it says, uh, "We would like to thank all players." Blah 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 blah. Nothing short of astounding level of competition. Uh, the team is aware of the production issues and specifically problems with the matches displayed on the feed. Your voices have been heard, and we'll be working through the off season to make the necessary changes for 2020. Thank you for your support and the love of Street Fighter. Okay. And something else that I just remembered, uh, Kenny Omega, who then had the big reveal at the end, even like brought up the fact, yeah, you know, he poked fun at it, yeah. And so like I think they realized that like you know that was a big uh oh, and that was the thing too is like you know regardless of what your line of work is or or maybe not regardless, but in a lot of different lines of work, you don't necessarily need to ba- the backlash to know that something is not going according to plan. Yep. Like, you just know it. And, and that happens in my line of work. I'm sure it happens in yours and other people's. It's like you don't need customers or, or in the case of Twitch audiences, to mm-hmm. say this is awful and to post it to Reddit. You know as it's happening to you <laughs> that, yeah. this is, that this is terrible. So, you know, um, it just happens to be that, you know, you can respond so much quicker when something is live streamed or when you can just throw something out on yeah, social media. And, I mean, like, at this point, like, the live stream is kind of the window to the FGC. Sure. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, especially for me, like, you know, I know I've tweeted out a, a few things about like, oh, I want to try to maybe if my schedule allows compete next year. I was very hyped up from the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things I don't want to make it seem like I'm going back on certain things, but I'm probably not going to compete next year because mm-hmm. it's logistically for mm-hmm. me, it would be very, very challenging to kind of have to do things on weekends. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of feel like regardless of what your, um, your aspirations are in the Capcom Pro Tour, I do feel like whether it's Capcom, whether it's the players, whether it's the stream monsters, whatever you want to point the, the, the finger at, there is um, a focus of kind of going all in on this Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, this is in my city. I'll just go and, like, kill a couple hours. Yeah. You know, I mean, that does happen every so often that people will just go to something and they mm-hmm. do phenomenally well. 
But I think at this point, especially in my opinion, as Street Fighter V is going to start winding down in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that later, um, I do feel like it's about like going constantly and being there at every tournament and showing your face and trying to do as well as you can to get into those. Yeah, and I um, think you're right. But with that said, I do think next year they're trying to change that. Yeah, with the World Warrior thing? Yeah, where yeah. halfway through the season, the points are reset. Yeah, we'll get to that, because I, th- I do think that's very cool. So um, a couple things I want to hit as we go down, because we're going to start talking about the, the balance patch in yeah. a little bit, because uh, you've played with that more than I did. Um, the Pocky event? Yeah, what was the deal with that? So I don't know all the details, because I was at a group party where people were kind of shitting on it mm-hmm. <laughs> as it was going on, but my understanding of the event was that the obviously the sponsor was uh, was Pocky, and you had the health bars that were yellow, and when you drain somebody's health, so if I'm fighting you, I think the understanding was that if I drop your health down to a certain amount, then I would enter like a Pocky chance mode. So it would say Pocky like beneath the health bar. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I needed to do a combo that killed you within that uh, health window range. Yeah. And if I did, then the KO would be like Pocky KO, and I would win, and, and the backboard and like the Ring of Destiny and stuff would say Pocky as, as opposed mm-hmm. to like a tournament. So that was the understanding, and it was like Rob TV versus like Kenny Omega, and it just seemed like something that was cool, yeah. you know, just to kind of like before we start top eight, hey, let's do this other thing. And um, if you watch stream chat in any stream, was it's it, a cesspool, dude. Yeah, like it's just was like it crazy. just resident sleepers all day. Yeah, and like what is this? And I mean, but it's like when you when you can say that stuff on stream, it you know it's fine. Yeah. But um, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, every year they've kind of done something like that, whether it's the DJ iPad guy, mm-hmm. whether it's like the, the DJs that were, huh? DJ iPad, the legend. The DJ iPad, he is the legend, dude. dude. But, I mean, they've always done something like that. And I think that that stuff is kind of useful, not just for the stream and mm-hmm. to, like you mentioned earlier, experiment yeah. with certain things um, and try out new things. But I also think it's cool just for, like, the people that are there. Yeah, no, and here's the thing, too. Uh, we were going towards the route of having musical performances Okay. in tournaments, and I'm glad we're steering away from it. Like, for example, you just mentioned last year they had Delta Funky Homo Sapien and the two scratcher, scratching mm-hmm. uh, turntable artists. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. What their professional titles are. Uh, which are cool and all. And, like, you could even point to the Game Awards where they had Green Day play, but it's like, who the... Who cares? Careful on the time. Sorry. Who, but <laughs> my point is, who cares? Right? Like, yeah. Delta Funky Homo Sapien? Dope. I'm here to watch Street Fighter. Beat okay. It, kid. Okay. <laughs> so, so that that was something I kind of want to briefly hang on. Then is that you know one of the reasons I think I like that stuff is because um, if it wasn't there, then it kind of is just another tournament. Now it's the biggest tournament, mm-hmm. but it's just another one. Yeah, that's why I like the Pocky stuff. Like okay. I, I didn't get to see it up right after this. I'm gonna go try and watch it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that stuff is kind of. And if you you know if you wanted to like take a break, like we would like when I was at the party. We kind of watched a little bit, but more at that point we were kind of talking about other stuff. Yeah. And like, oh man, who we think is going to win? So I think having that break is is kind of yeah. Useful. And here's something else to that. Uh, you, you remember when uh, we used to have like the three v three team tournaments in the FGC for tournaments? Uh, you mean like the day before a tournament yeah. would kick off? Yeah. Yeah. Like I miss those. I think those are fun. Do they not still happen? Like Canada versus U.S. or something like they um, only do it like s- Canada very Cup? so often. Okay. But here's the thing: uh, so I was on my phone at the very beginning of this podcast trying to sign up for the online tournament beta. Uh, there is a three v three online tournament. Oh, for that tournament beta mode. Okay. So I think they are including three v three tournaments in this online beta 
to possibly include 3v3 tournaments. Well, they also do... I mean, isn't that how the Street Fighter League is more or less run? It's 3v3, right? Yeah, Street Fighter League is 3v3. Okay. So, I mean... And then they create, like, a whole mode, like, team... They never, I don't think they ever used it in Street Fighter League. That's no, but I, I think that was kind of. But I saw them use that on like Capcom. Yeah, there is a team the battle fighters mode. thing. Like I, I like the Capcom fighters channel yeah, had yeah. like people come in. Yeah, there is a team battle mode, but I don't think you can play it online at all. It's just not funny. Okay, well, hmm, but with that. that said, I think, and this is just pure speculation at this point. I think we're going to see the return of three v threes. Okay, so. We have one last negative thing that we have to go over, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to getting through it because then we can kind of talk about some other stuff. Yeah. Um, the tournament setups, you know, at, at at first I didn't really think there was that big of an issue when I was watching the tournament, but obviously it's, you know, for the sake of this podcast, this is Monday that we're recording this. Yeah. So after having kind of looked at what was going on, it did seem like this was happening primarily with player two side. Yep. Um, I guess the, the there lag. There were stats. And, you know, yeah. So that is unfortunate. And uh, at first, I didn't, you know, I mean, not that like I had an opposite opinion anyway, but yeah. I think that at first I was just thinking like maybe something's running in the background. Like, why would these things be connected to the internet? And then it kind of became, no, there's no reason it would be connected to the internet. It must be something that's like the way the setup is connected to the other yep. console. That's all it um, is. And I can tell you exactly what it was without even looking at it. Okay. Whatever capture card they were using, uh, they were probably running a splitter mm-hmm. from the capture card to one of the monitors. Okay. Right. So, for example, I don't I don't remember what kind of uh, monitors they were using, but generally, when we were using Zowie, though, I don't know if Zowie's still with us at this point. Uh, after, so I don't know if you knew what happened at Celtic Throwdown, mm. where a, like. A couple days before the tournament, Zowie, who was a sponsor of the tournament, just, like, backed out. And was like, hey, we're not going to give you monitors. Bye. Okay. And then there was, like, this huge backlash. And then there were... And Asus even, like, came up and was like, hey, you need something? Okay. Uh, But I think at the end of that backlash, Zowie was like, okay, never mind. Here's your monitors. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was very bizarre. Okay. So that's why I said, I don't know if Zowie's still with the FGC anymore. Uh, But... Those Zowie BenQ monitors, they have an HDMI out. Uh, so my thought is they have this HDMI out going from the Player One monitor into a capture card, into a splitter to go into the other monitor, and then another uh, the other side of the splitter goes back into the the production end of things so that they can stream it. And this comes with the an experience of uh, the crew running it, I am assuming, just because if they have run events like this in the past where they were running different games other than finding games where, you know, a frame or two of lag doesn't really matter, uh, I, th- I I genuinely think that's, that's what happened. It was like they okay. didn't think about the delay of going through a capture card. And there is a delay going through just about every capture card. Sure, yeah. Especially when you have it from one monitor to another. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I, feel, I felt like it had to have been something like that. I mean, there was some concerns about ventilation going on with the consoles. Mm-hmm. and I, I mean, that could be the case, but I, I felt like maybe not because, I mean, who doesn't run their, mon- their, their PlayStation 4, regardless, pro or not, for hours on end and, yeah. you know, playing on their own. So, um, but yeah, yeah. And if that was the issue, then it would have been with both players, not just one side. Yeah, 
True. Yeah. But it was, uh, and, and I think they did try to address that because I think it was uh, Angry Bird. Yeah, that just stopped playing. Yeah, I got angry. Yeah. And uh, he, was, he was the bird of anger. <laughs> he's, he's angry bird. And and yeah, he, he, he definitely brought it up. And I think the next day they were resetting the consoles, which resulted in more breaks. But the issue, I guess, was still going on. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny because I think I was watching um, another video. I forget exactly who it was from, but somebody had a clip where it showed Punk doing like, like crouch and jab, crouch and jab, and then nothing. Yep. And um, and then he just gets bopped, like he just gets hit, like he, like he's just not blocking or anything. And and I noticed that stuff kind of in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I but I was so hyped up from the tournament that I like turned to the person next to me. And I'm just like, he just he just dropped it. Can you believe it? And it's like, yep. well, maybe you know yep. it wasn't that he dropped it. It was that like he's playing a different video game out there. Yep. He's playing Street Fighter Two, and then and items over here playing Street Fighter. Uh, five, but I don't want to take anything yeah, away. Yeah, no, no, from no. Yeah, I'd, um, so. I'm so happy that he won. Yeah, that was and, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Man, for that Punk guy. was looking mad clean. We'll jump into that for a little bit. Like yeah. some of the, the no, I don't want to go through. I know there's going to be other channels that are going to do a much better breakdown of like the different matches. Mm-hmm. But Tokido Daigo, uh, Idom versus Phenom, Idom versus yeah. Punk in winners finals, and then he got fucking ran over. Yeah, and was it, Punk on player one side during winners finals? I don't, I'm afraid to look. I think he was. I think he was. No. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was. It, it, I still thought the matches were 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 still super yeah. super good. All of them. They were coming down to that. I mean, something I've already heard people say that like last game, last round, all oh, the yeah. time. You know, I was trying to clean up around my place and like move stuff around, and I can't tell you how many times I'm just be like, I'd be like, man, I gotta keep doing stuff, but like you know, you know, these matches are they're too good, so. Um, I, I was, I was biased too. something that I always like get, uh, I wouldn't say nervous about, but I feel like as tame, I don't know if it was you or somebody else that would disagree with me on this, but as tame as like the fighting game players have kind of become as we've all gotten a little bit older, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it almost seems strange to be biased, you know, where it's like, I want this player to win. It's like, no, you should, you should be the person that just kind of wants like good matches. You should, you shouldn't be like for one country or one player or whatever. You should just, you know, respect everybody. And you see that a lot with commentators where they try almost not to be biased. Yeah. You know, especially the UK guys like F Ward and Logan Sama when like someone from the UK is playing, they want to be like rooting for that person. But if it's someone else, you know, you just want to like have a neutral opinion. Yeah. Not me. When I'm watching the U S play, mm-hmm. I'm like crush them. Yeah. I'm like every other region crush them so when i was at the when i was at my party watching when i was thinking to myself if item beats phenom we win the tournament yep that was exactly what i was thinking in that moment i wasn't thinking about punk versus item i was thinking mm-hmm. if phenom loses usa wins you, the capcom do you cup. know why i know you <laughs> act like this or like why you think that way rather why when we were at Capcom Cup 2016, oh, yeah, you popped yeah, yeah. off when Ricky Ortiz and Du were in oh, yeah. grand finals. When it became a grand finals, I was on my feet in 2016. <laughs> I was just like, we won! <laughs> yeah, I was like, and it was the first <laughs> Street Fighter V. Like, I, I was like, I, yeah, I got, I got mad hype. So um, so I was rooting the entire time. And then and then I, I became like, I switched to being like huge or rooting for item during mm-hmm. the last uh, yeah. a couple sets because it just... Karin was so dominating, and, and and Punk using that character is, is is such a dominating character. It's like you can't make a single mistake, and he's gonna crush you. So to watch this guy like fight his heart out and just like bring it back, I kept turning to the person next to me, and I was just like, "This is insane! This, what is happening right now?" Yeah, dude, you know what my favorite part of it is? Hmm. I'm not sure 
if this is completely true, but I think IDOM is like one of the few people that were not sponsored that were even in top eight. I th- I, well, the commentators, I think, kept saying that. Yeah, he yeah. was the one unsponsored person, and he took home the biggest prize. That means he don't have to give it to nobody but himself. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how, how things I don't know how forward. I don't know how sponsor contracts work, but I know with the bigger esports out there, uh, usually the whoever the team is takes a cut. Mm. Well, but you know they have like you know eight oh, million dollars. Oh, and the running joke the with uh, Idom too about the socks. Like during his interview. Oh yeah, he, where he, he said like yeah. I was gonna buy socks <laughs> if I win the tournament, and it was just like get your socks, boy. He's gonna buy two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of socks. That that was cool. I think um, there was some. I mean, this isn't like a match thing. I thought this was like a great highlight. Well, let me let me think if I want to actually go here. Okay, yeah, I'm going to tiptoe. So it was, um, you know, we know about Infectious and how he, like, keeps the emotions contained, mm-hmm. he said in his interview. And uh, when he's on screen, the chat is just all robots, mm-hmm. right? Because he's, like, you know, straight-faced. And um, I think I saw something made me laugh super hard in the Twitch chat where I was watching it, and they showed his interview. And he's, like, talking about why he keeps his emotion contained and, you know, him as a player. And somebody put the robot, and then they said right next to it, they say, they said, uh, it talks? <laughs> And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> I, that that made me that made me laugh out loud." That's I was like, funny. "Okay, that's why I have to watch stuff with Twitch chat, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I have to watch, even though they are like the underbelly. I have to watch it. Otherwise, you know, it's just like I'll be watching, like mm, it's kind of entertaining. Click on the gear icon, put on the Twitch chat, and I'm like, "Yo, here <laughs> we go. It's gonna be way, way more entertaining all of a sudden." So that's why I love restreams. Like, watching a tournament, like, even a Tekken tournament with Eris or, like, something with Flo, I think that shit's Eris hilarious. Eris is the master of, like, he, because it's like, it's like watching a really cool stream, but then the the, stre- the person running the stream is like, well, get on you. Like, yep. they'll shoot you. So, all right. So, something that um, I wanted to, obviously, we're jumping into right now is a little bit of the Season 5 balance update. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that I'd have more time to look over the notes and kind of see what was going on on Twitter and whatnot, and even play, because it's Monday, so I would have had a chance to play. I didn't. So Mm -hmm. um, I really kind of looked at Ryu, and I kind of glanced at a lot of the characters. And and, and to be completely biased, because I haven't played this game for a year, the characters that I focused on were characters that either I struggled with or I felt Ryu struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if you would agree just yet, because I know I'm going to let you talk about some some of the characters, but I feel like, at a glance, it seems fine. Mm-hmm. It seems like nobody got, like, stupid that I noticed. Like, both on the negative side as far as nerves and, and on the on the buff side. Well, right? I mean, people keep complaining about G, and G got buffed. Okay. And, you know, it's so funny. Since I haven't played in so long, I, I don't know a single thing about G and yeah. how he fights. So He's crazy. Uh, he's basically Q. Okay. Uh, except he has the presidential levels where it's almost like a guilty gear mechanic at this point so where she is doing work mm-hmm. uh where if he powers up he can power up his presidentiality level i think it's called it's like something presidential. no that sounds about right uh it powers up to level one all his stuff uh all, like most of his special moves hit harder and have more hits done uh, if powers up to level two, everything is com like uh his dash punch gets like a wall bounce that you can combo mm-hmm. off of, and if it's up to level three, everything gets fucking ridiculous. Okay, so he got buffed. Yeah, they buffed some stuff from him. Uh, his second V skill is Q's taunt. Okay, I think I did see that. He, like has his arms up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so but what, yeah. what about Kareen? Like, I mean, that's your main. So let's talk about that one first. I am kind of sad because they nerfed to crouch medium kick. Okay. So it's easier to whiff punish and it's slower. Like a lot. <laughs> Wait. All right. You do this thing where sometimes it's like it's not that bad of a nerf and you'll like, and you're like, oh no, the world's ending. Is well, it really that it, bad? It is. It's. About to pull up these patch notes. You can. Okay. Uh, but like I wish I wish I could show video of this because like I remember when I was just figuring out the character I would sit and press crouching medium kick so I can get the timing of whiffing it. Okay. This is fucking rough now. It, feel, it feels like it stays out there as long as like reuse sweep. That's me exaggerating. Okay. Uh, but it feels like it stays out there forever. Like as okay. Valle once said, like you can throw a quinceanera on her leg before she retreats back to normal. You know, and it's funny that you say that, too, because I felt like when Ryu got that change from season one to season two, remember, we were at Capcom Cup. Yeah, and you were like, I would whip, like, a stand hard kick, and I was just like, this feels like a thousand frames slower. Mm -hmm. And and then it's like, oh, it's only two. And I'm like, oh, it feels like forever, you know? So it could be a situation like that, too. But but with that said, like, her her timings are just a little bit different, so it'll be fine. I saw that video on Twitter, like, right after the tournament came out, which I thought was funny just because it's... You know, after you know what was going on with Punk throughout the year, and it was a uh, Karin throwing somebody in the corner. Oh God! And yeah. then she separates super far away, and like the camera yeah, pans, right. and everybody's just like, "Yay!" <laughs> like, yeah, their hands that, there. that's another thing too that I'm not a fan of. But you know what? Whatever. I mean, that happened to Ken last year, right? Yeah. Or well, the year the, here's that? the thing: like, I don't understand why they did that. Because like the whole the whole thing the whole reason why I'm assuming they did that is because people are worried about throw loops. Sure. But she doesn't have throw loops. All you have to do is click a jab. You know, uh, it's this is um, what I'm going to say. I completely wrong, but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> what I'm going to say next is kind of very indicative of the fact that I don't play the game. Okay. I feel like I'm like weirdly like almost okay. like saying that like it's funny. Okay. But just say it. <laughs> I was going to say that like I feel like whether it's a buff or a nerf, Capcom is very aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not and yeah. when we say Capcom, we mean like the the battle designer or whoever yeah, yeah. because you know something that's happened throughout the years whether it's street fighter 4 or 5 is like oh why would they make that change they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. or what no they should have nerfed this instead and it's like they gotta be they're, they're definitely watching the tournaments and yeah. and they're watching it and they're seeing stuff and and we're seeing stuff so mm-hmm. we see something and we're like man m bison with the credit card swipe this is stupid why can he do this yeah. and they and they and then, you know he does the the orb or whatever and yeah, however it works and he's doing stuff, and then people are like, oh, the plus frames. And then Capcom next season, they, they kind of go like this. They're like, make that better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you make it better? And it's like, well, they can see something about that character that makes him not yeah. how they want or mm-hmm. not how they intend for him to play. Yeah. And so I don't think that it's entirely that they're nerfing stuff because people are complaining oh, or no, no, buffing. No. Yeah. I think they're just watching the game and being like, that's garbage. It shouldn't work like that or we're tired of it working like that or this character should do this yeah. now. I mean, if I can be completely honest, um, I don't think Karen's nerf to her crouching medium kick is unwarranted. I just don't Did like you it. think it reached too far? Was it that it... it, it no, it, it was just too fast for a crouching medium kick with how much of a reward you get off of it. How fast was it? Six frames? It was something like that, yeah. Because that's reused. I think reuse is six. But you said it, it reward, too. So it's yeah. like, reuse getting like EX Hadoken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, and her stun overall got reduced. 
Mm-hmm. I did see that. Yeah, I have the patch notes up now. Okay. Uh, the stun cool. of each we'll special that. move has been reduced, and the separation distance of uh, the forward throw in the corner has been increased by like a mile. Um, <laughs> by making this change, it maintains the character's defining close to mid range fighting style while increasing the frequency of risk for reward situations. Now, the other thing, too, is these patch notes uh, are very general. It's not like the patch notes we're used to getting, where it's like X frames, now X frames, or Y frames, rather. Um, Crouching medium kick has a long range with potential for big returns. So it's motion during recovery Wait, and hurt I think I think there is a more descriptive one. Is there? That was on game.capcom, like where it does have the numbers. Oh, this is Capcom Unity. Okay. No, I think... Um, oh, if there is, then we'll look at that later. Well, I'll, okay. I was going to say we can look at that later. Well, because something that I know as far as talking about some Ryu changes real quick um, from the more detailed one is uh, crouching medium kick. Uh, so I'm going to point out some highlights. Oh, it's just notes. Yeah, it's so for me, the things that I kind of notice from reuse uh, changes is uh, crouching medium kick reaches slightly further. I don't mm-hmm. think it's as big of a deal as I saw people. It reaches it. to the end of his leg. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's as big of a deal. I think what is a big a big deal for him though is that it's negative one on block instead of negative three. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he can kind of like harass you with it more as opposed to like, well, I'm negative three, and if I'm close, then I kind of have to use the Hadouken. Yeah. So there's that, which I thought was really good. Um, v meter. Doesn't drain at all for in V Trigger, trigger one. 1. Yeah. I don't know, without playing and testing it a little bit more, I don't know if I'm as excited for that as I think other Ryu players are mm-hmm. because of the fact that it drains faster. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I think that that would have been a nice thing to have without the drain. And yeah. I'm curious if that's just me thinking it would be too good because his V his V Trigger 1 drained faster than most characters mm-hmm. without with him just standing there, yeah. without using Hadoukens or... or uh, the uppercut, yeah. right? The shore you can. So now it drains faster, but then it doesn't, you know, yeah. lose, deplete any for the special moves. I'm thinking like, I don't know. I mean like... Well, it used to be able to get two shore use. Is it only two? Yeah. Okay. Oof. If I remember correctly. Uh, I also use V-Trigger 2 a lot, so I don't use V-Trigger I, 1. I thought you. V-Trigger 1 was the future. Or I'm sorry, V-Trigger 2 was the future. Just because yeah. of how, the speed, how slow it drained. Yeah. And for when you... I mean, I, I get I mean, to use this twice. And that's the kind of game I... So... Earlier today when I was playing, I was actually have struggling reacting to Vi- Bison's new uh, V skill, where he teleports behind you and gives you a knee, <laughs> right to the right to the ass. I have one of these for your trouble. Yeah, um, and I was having issues uh, reacting to it, and I was playing with V skill too, so I couldn't just parry it. So, <laughs> so once I got V trigger too, I just started doing it, and the dude did not know to stop, <laughs> so he just kept doing it. I kept parrying it. It was. Dope. That was something I was thinking about, and it, this is so easy that I don't think this this would be viable. But my thought initially went to, if you pick, if you picked like V skill, I guess one or two, but preferably two, and then you had V trigger two, I like in theory I'd be thinking Ryu. It's not that he'd be really good, but I think like you'd be almost afraid to attack him. Yep. Because he'd have like these moments of like, well. If you guess wrong and I read you correctly, you're gonna lose. You're gonna take a lot of damage. Yeah. So I feel like it'd almost be like if he's getting up. I mean, his frames would have to be better. Like he'd have to have like his his parry V skill one would have to be like one frame faster. Mm-hmm. And his V skill, I think his V trigger two also starts up in two frames. Does it? So I think. Oh. I mean, it's been a long time, but mm-hmm. I feel like it does. And if it does, you kind of have to like yeah. respect him. Like if you're not me- if you're not hitting with a meaty, you kind of have to be like he could just do it. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, um, look, I'm a fan of V-Trigger 2. We were talking about this offline. Uh, his V-Skill 2, look, I like it. I really do. I'm trying to make it work, but goddamn, it's bad. 
Yeah, I mean, I was playing a little bit with it, and I don't think it's as good as it is when you think about it. Yeah, you know, just and would you would you agree that it's the startup? I think it starts up so, just too slow for what he should be trying to do with it. Yeah, it's the startup and the parry window. I think the parry window is too tight. So I feel like it's a, it's a little wide. No, and here's here's why. Like, ah, like. I think the parry window starts when he takes the when his back is to the screen, right? Uh, yeah. It's such a narrow gap to me, I think, especially given the gigantic amount of startup that you can't like react to something. It has to be like a you have to read it. Fucking read. Yeah. Sorry for the cursing. No, it's fine. Uh, I think that might be the first F bomb I dropped today. Uh, uh, that'll be the second one because I, I did one too. I, I I try not well, to. Well, I mean, but... I personally. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Well, actually, I streamed today. I probably yeah. But anyway, um, no. Uh, was oh yeah. Uh, I think given the startup, how it is, the that window is way too narrow. Right. Yeah. I, like it would be amazing if while the startup was happening, until he stepped forward, would be the window. See, I thought that would. I that's what I thought it was, and then I, as as I was getting like counter hit just in training with trying it. I was thinking that would be a little too good, you know, on the way in. But it's like, I feel like just, you know, we talked a little bit about homogenization offline too, but I feel like something that's so challenging with Street Fighter and designing some of these new moves or or changing the existing ones is like, you can tell that they're trying to uh, like get something to work. You know, like V-Trigger 2 was a great idea. It's like, because you remember one of the, one of the, the the problems with uh, V-Skill 1 was that somebody jumped over Ryu and like tried to cross him up, he could... V skill it, mm-hmm. but then he couldn't really do anything to you. Yeah. So it's like, oh well, if now if you jump over him, then you'll just get sucked to the front. So it's like them trying to be like, well, we want him to be able to do something to you when you try to cross him up. Yeah. And I think V skill two is another example of that where it's like, like something I tested, and this is completely unviable. No one should do this. Mm-hmm. But something I tested is you can use it on the light move. Like you, if you did like light attack, like crouching light kick, like when he parries it or whatever, if he gets that, he'll hit you before mm-hmm. the move can retract because he freezes the screen and yeah. it hits you. So it's very clear that like if something makes contact with him, mm-hmm. he will hit you. Yeah, I think... So. And, well, the other thing, too, is I think the reward of getting the hit is not enough. Yeah. I, I was, don't think it does any damage worth. I think it's 120. It. I think it's 60 for the first hit. Bam. Yeah. And then the elbow is another... That is... When I found out that it was... And it only... It doesn't build that much V-meter. Nope. And uh, as we were talking offline, if... The range is too far. Like, he can actually whiff the follow-up even if you do get the parry. Mm-hmm. So I was doing this with Ryu's own crouch medium kick. And if you get the very tippy-top range of it, he doesn't land the follow-up. So imagine doing that with, like, Karen's standing medium kick that, like, you know, reaches half the fucking world. Second F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, reaches half the world. Or, like, you know, an Abigail or a Zangief Fierce that, again, reaches the entire world. Like... What's going to happen? Like, it's just going to whiff, and then your reward for getting this right read at this point is you getting punished. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, because, um, some, you know, it's negative four on block. It was something that I mentioned as well, is that you can't really space it correctly. I thought you mm-hmm. might be able to do that, but he steps too far yeah, into Yeah, well, you. even negative four on block, I think, is good. Oh, man, I'm getting shades of, like, M. Bison doing, like, stand light kick, like, orb. Mm-hmm. I'm being like, checked you, haha. You know, but um, I looked at a few other characters. I noticed that Rashid, I used to call it Rashid hands. It's like an old thing they used to say where you just like just stand heavy punches. Like, oh, yeah. Hello, hands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he Apparently, he's got some more back recovery <laughs> or his back hurt box is like 
That's another example that I was talking about where like it it seems like they're like he clearly leans forward to do mm-hmm. this attack. Yeah. Right? It makes more sense that he would avoid attacks by doing that just physically. Yeah. But it's like because he can get away with it, they're like, well, you're back now. It's like you're a hunchback now. Yeah. Like now you have this huge hump on your back that people are going to be able to hit because we've designed this move in a way to where he leans forward. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Any other things you want to say about Karen? Um, oh, yeah. They finally fixed her jump-ins. Ah, yeah. I noticed that. They, like, what? They reduced her hurt box when she's jumping yeah, in, Yeah, right? so she had, she bit. was one of the characters that, Bison and Guile would be able to just do a crouching jab the entire with. Oh, that was so goofy to look at, man. I it it was even worse to experience. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, oh, you're <laughs> okay, about to cross I... this guy up. Oh, crouching jab. Never mind. It, it, oh. Okay, go ahead. But uh, but yeah, they fixed just on her uh hard buttons, which I don't know is gonna hurt or help much. But you know, at least they're looking at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they changed the animation for her crouching medium kick to help show that it takes longer. <laughs> they changed the animation? Yeah, it's motion during recovery and her box have been adjusted accordingly. Oh. Yeah, it, it okay. takes forever. Well, it feels like forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so whiffing, is, uh, so whiffing is far more punishable. I think Rashid got the similar treatment with his uh, stand, medium. Heavy, stand heavy punch. Oh, standing heavy punch? Oh, maybe you're right. I know but crouching medium kick, or medium punch, rather. Maybe I'm thinking in Bison. I think Bison got that for his stand hard punch. Oh, no. Uh, Rashid, his crouching medium punch is modified so that it's easier to execute combos that chain off of Light Whirlwind and Wing Stroke. By the way, his V skill 2 is ridiculous. <laughs> it does look pretty good. Really, he just jumps and then it's like, boop, just goes horizontal in the air for a little bit. Yeah, I think I saw I saw something on Twitter about him like jumping over somebody and like going backwards the way he came. Um, and you're thinking like, oh, if this could yeah. get. This Dude, could I was get weird. I was playing a Zeku earlier today, and he was trying to use the V skill twos. And like, as cool as they are, they're not viable at all. V skill two for who? Zeku. Zeku. Okay. Because Zeku's V skill two are the Strider animals. Like he has the eagle. Mm-hmm. He has the ferret. What was the other one? Is there a third one? No, I think it might just be the eagle and the ferret. But the eagle drops a thing of dynamite. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, when it explodes, like, it hurts like hell to get hit by it. Uh, but, like, he'll literally do the stance, and if he gets hit with something, like, the animal just disappears. Oh, <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. Something that I thought was going to be the case with V-Skill 2 and it didn't happen, and, again, I'm no designer, but... I still think it was weird that you can get, like, counter-hit. Like, it almost seems like B-Skills should be used constantly. I know I've said this. I feel like I've said this till I'm blue in the face. That, like, I wanted for this game, for people to be using their V-Skills, like, like any other special mm-hmm. move, but that you didn't build V-Meter when you got hit. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was less of a... Uh, so then, you know, obviously you would build more when you did, like, land these yeah. moves. And I feel like in the in the little bit that I've seen of people use their V-Skills, it almost just seems like it's another V-Skill as opposed to, like, mm-hmm. you know, here's how I can incorporate this into you know, my game. Yeah. And honestly, the character I thought had a really good V skill just because it was, it, it, it worked almost perfectly like I wanted. And it was Nikali. And it was the one where he does it in the combo mm-hmm. where it's like, he does like a target combo. I think it's like stand medium kick, stand heavy punch or something like that. He has like a target combo yeah. and he ends with the ground pound. Yeah. Uh, it's standing medium, standing or standing medium kick, standing medium punch, standing hard kick. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. But he did that, and, and I was thinking, like, oh, this is perfect, because even though you can counter-hit him mm-hmm. on this move, it doesn't matter, because the way he should be using it is either yeah. from a distance or in a combo. 
but then you had characters like Ryu, then you had characters um, like Yurian that don't like they just they just have to do it and, yeah. and hope that you're like not catching them with their pants down, you know. And then if yeah. you do, it's like, oh, here's your counter hit for your troubles. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other V skills that I looked at. Uh, Zangief. So I have a buddy who was at the event trying out Zangief's new V skill with Kichipamu and Itazan. Okay, and they, like could, a... they couldn't figure it out. Yeah, you're not gonna figure it out like right there though. Um, I also tried to mess with Karen's V skill too a little bit. It's what is it? It's basically Chun's back fierce. Just a double palm, just boop. Okay. Um, sorry for slamming the phone on the table. Uh, but I couldn't figure it out either. I have to see other people trying to do it. Um, Fong has a parry. You know, I was making a joke that like every character's V skill too is either a, a power up or a parry. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's like it's like I was watching like the live stream, the after part. It's like this powers up Dalsim's yoga fire, and it's like this powers up this character's next move. And I'm like, okay, this character slips past the opponent. You know, and, like, Armika has some sort of parry. And I was just like, did they just give everybody a parry or a power-up? Yeah. But I guess, like, in the grand scheme of the game now, like, what else are you going to get? <laughs> you know, like, if it's not yeah. a power-up to one of your existing moves, and, it's, and it doesn't parry or dodge, like, what else are you yeah. going to do? I have not seen this yet, but I think, and this is just my prediction, if Alex's V-Skill 2 works the way I think it will, I think Alex is about to get real good. Yeah. Yeah, because his new V skill lets him. Oh yeah, yeah, the chaining into the. Different what I want to see, what I want to see, is full screen stun gun headbutt where he goes flying all over the screen. Person goes, hey, that's a stun gun headbutt. Jumps, he lands, and then cancels it into <laughs> air knee. Question: Can he? So he can do that off of a whiff move too? I don't know. That's what I hope. I is think the case. that would be stupid. I that would I be don't amazing. Know. He needs it. <laughs> I don't know if he needs he it, but needs if, it. It, it would look so goofy. He really needs it. Okay. I mean, maybe he, he can do that. That would be sick. It would basically be like what the what Mena's uh, setup is with Birdie. With, oh, man, that's with uh, the, the chain. No, with, uh, the, the, uh, like, with the dive. Uh, dolphin dive. Into the critical super, art? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, I jumped over it. Great. Oh. <laughs> so I, I heard this on Twitter before I saw the notes, but the fact that Akuma can't V-trigger cancel off of a whiffed Hadoken anymore. <laughs> that was something that like top players and like people that are more so ingrained in the scene, they they, they always said like, why the hell can he do that? Like when it's not on hit, like he just does it. And it's so funny because obviously one of the premier Akuma players, Tokido and maybe NL, I guess mm-hmm. would be like two that stand out. They do it. And I don't know if I ever really thought about it because it's like Akuma's always been the Shoto that can kind of do everything that the other Shotos wish that they could do. Yeah. And when I saw him do that, I was like, yeah, Akuma doing Akuma things. But then, like, as the season went on, I saw him do it in ways that was just, like, a just do it. Yep. Where he's just like, you know what? You're across the screen. Hadouken, V-Trigger activate. And he just, like, trots his way on in. And you're like, he just did it? <laughs> like, he just did like, no regard for anything, you know? It's like, yeah. whether it hits or not, like, okay. But um, the fact that he, I guess, can't do that anymore. We'll see, you know, Akuma's so damn good that he's good in another video game. You yeah, know? So he it's won like, the Tekken Roller, yeah. So it's like, he's just a problem. He, every time he's in a game, I think I, I think it, even when Street Fighter Cross Tekken, he got it now. So I was just like, oh damn it! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like the man, oh, this game was great. Now it's gonna be, you know, now I have this top tier character. He isn't yeah. even out yet. Um, oh, they gave Guile of Air Sonic Boom. So not that I hope that anybody will use this against me because it's just like it's not that big of a deal. And I don't know how long I'm gonna play Street Fighter. 
this version of Guile, specifically in Street Fighter V, and probably because I played Yang in the last game, mm -hmm. but this version of Guile, I hate that matchup. Guile versus Ryu. It's almost just fighting like a better version of, of like a better designed character. Yep. It's like, what was that meme of like like the old versus the new? But like, and so when I, when I was watching the trailer and I saw Guile do the air sonic boom, I was just like, what? Like, of course, like they would give him something stupid. Hot diggity. You couldn't, just pow you couldn't give him a parry? <laughs> or, or like some sort of power Although up. Although I will know? say this, I will say this. Uh, I was playing against a guy earlier today. I don't know if he was just using it wrong, but if you block it standing, he's negative. The the jumping Sonic. If you block it standing, he's negative. Okay. If you block it crouching, he's plus. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I th I'm pretty sure that that's how that works. How negative are we talking? I mean, it's a V skill, so it should be like what negative two, negative four. Yeah, I don't know if it's safe or not, just because the person I was playing kept trying to hit a button afterwards, and I would always get the counter hit. Mm -hmm. But he's negative when he when he lands. Uh, with that said, though, have you seen some of the desk combo videos that he's been doing? I have not it? seen any desk combo videos. I'll have he, to watch right he, for this. That and V trigger one guile with the mini booms. You can like you can throw a mini boom. Do jumping boom. Oh, I did boom. see one, actually. Like, you do, do, like, these crazy loops. Kind well, of, kind of nuts. Oh, somebody, we have two more topics we're going to focus on. One, obviously, I mean, there's not much because this character's not out yet, which is Seth. Mm -hmm. um, I was, when I was at this party, I was talking to somebody, and I said, I think the next character's going to be Seth. I and said I, that months ago. I think a lot of people have thought that because of the arcade mode and the fact that he's, like, the only Street Fighter boss that wasn't there. Oh, and I so, wasn't thinking about that at all. That's what I thought. I was just like, well... Gil is, I mean, that, that's what I was thinking just when Arcade Edition launched. I was like, oh, they might reveal Seth at one point. And when they showed, when this guy I was sitting next to was like, there's no way they're going to do Seth. Mm -hmm. And then when they showed him, I was like, oh, it's Seth. And I thought uh, initially that it was just the normal Seth, the female Seth. That's oh. what I thought. Well, when I showed it, because it showed the, the woman. Well, like, you see the stomach? Yeah. And then when, like, she lifts up her head up, I was just like, oh, it's female Seth. That's cool. And then it, like, changed to the guy Seth. And I didn't know that the, there was a, a male voice. Mm-hmm. So at first I was just like, they got two voice actors to do the same lines. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy cool. And they don't. No, they didn't do yeah. that. They just have the, the male yeah. voice actor. Um, here's how I knew it was going to be Seth. It was they announced Gil, and then they announced that the last character was going to come out in February. Right. So Seth's Gil's birthday. <laughs> what? So Seth's no, birthday. No, no. So Gil was in Street Fighter Third Strike, or yeah, Street Fighter Three. Three. Yeah. Chronologically. What's two Street Fighters before that in the world of Street Fighter? You're confusing me. I don't know. So in the Street Fighter world, what are two Street Fighter games before Street Fighter 3? In the Street Fighter world? Yeah. In the timeline. In the timeline, it would be Street Fighter 5 and then 4. Yeah. In the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. February, second month. Two games back. Okay. Boss is Seth. Man, that's way more complicated. I was just thinking it was Seth because I was just like, they have an arcade mode and they have them done by each game, like Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter mm -hmm. 2, and then like Bison's the boss in Street Fighter 2 and Sagat's the boss in Street Fighter 1. And when I got to 4, I was just like, huh, I wonder if they added Seth. But I was, but I was, I was like, I don't think they're going to add him because that'd be like yeah. weird if he's like the last character. But he I think it's super interesting though. He looks crazy. Yeah. He, so people were noticing that he has Makoto's. A punch. I heard somebody say that, but like I don't know. Well, he has Makoto's up punch, and then he has. Uh, although, like he used to do this, and, and I don't think this is a clue to characters being added, just because like Capcom has said they're not going to add more characters, just because they're not going to change the game much because of the Olympics thing. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and also, I'm fairly certain that Seth in Street Fighter 4 had some Urian stuff. Kind of. Because he had like a tackle, but it was kind of an able tackle. But, yeah. it, but the animation for it looked identical to Urian's. Yeah. yeah. So uh, people were also mentioning that his uppercut looked like Oro's. Okay. But he's always had that uppercut where he twirls around. Yeah, he's always had that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in Street Fighter 4. So, I don't know. People but his, his crouching heavy kick, his sweep in Street Fighter 4 was like frame exactly what Urian's was. Mm-hmm. And and I remember, like for me, I'm kind of a lore person, but you know, I'm like this close to being like, I give up. But like when you look at those kind of things, it's like, like, I, like lore stuff, like when Abel, as an example, when Abel would do his Ultra 1, when he reels back and the camera focuses on him, his entire, the white part of his eye just goes black. Yeah. And the black part turns yellow. And I was like, yo, because he's like a clone. They did nothing with that. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. Like Nikali, like we thought there was going to be something with him, turned into a sheep and turned into a mud monster. And just the mud. Capcom is the, is the king at like writing something. It's like what I described. It's like they wrote like a story and then they just handed it to the next person and went like, do you know anything about like Devil May Cry? And they go, no, perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> write the story like from here. And it's just like... That's just how they, they've always written like that. Yeah. For the for all of their video games. Yeah. So. But with that said, though, if Seth is going to be created with the same mentality that they created Gil, Seth is going to be dope. Because I played Gil today. Gil's fun as hell. He's cool. He's super fun. Uh, I need to put it like, and this is the first time I felt like this. I feel like I need to put in a ton of time to figure out how to actually play Gil. That is a character I will not be playing then. Yeah. Just because he has the, he has the whole uh, retribution. Mechanic system, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's they put so much thought into Gil because the way you play Gil is exactly the way Gil looks, it's symmetrical. Red and blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's it's very symmetrical. Yeah. Where all of the forward, mo- uh, f- like quarter circle forward motion stuff is fire. Quarter circle back is all ice. Ah, ice being slow, more defensive. Yeah. Fire being more aggressive. Yeah. Okay. So, all like right. for example, his. Uh, uh, fireball, quarter circle forward, fire fireball, quarter circle back, ice fireball. His tackle, quarter circle forward, fire tackle, quarter circle back. Do you remember, like, I don't know if you remember this. I was trying to find this as, like, a clip to put on Twitter, but it was when we were, all three of us were here talking um, about possibly Urian being added to the game. Mm-hmm. This was, like, oh, a long time ago. And I made a joke where I said, like, they should have Urian in the Gil outfit and then <laughs> Gil in the game wearing his normal <laughs> outfit and Roddy was like no 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 Ta-da. <laughs> and when they announced Gil I was like yo it's real <laughs> well it is super weird that they gave Urian a, a Gil outfit well that almost means that like they, they probably, probably weren't, weren't yeah they weren't intending to add him was, and then was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after that a while scary how we were yeah we've been hanging out too much oh. even though we haven't where's where the, where the Yang brothers the Lee brothers Lee Yun and Yang mm. man we got through a whole Street Fighter like, <laughs> like generation where we gonna be didn't get them. You know, like I thought they were gonna be because they because it's like I feel like it's like the, those characters they're 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 almost like hype beasts. It's like when you know they come to play, it's gonna be a hard matchup. Yeah, either one of them. You know, so yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens after the Olympics. Okay, so speaking of the Olympics, I want to briefly kind of maybe not briefly, but talk about the Capcom twenty mm-hmm. details. I got a ton of bulleted points under here, or at least a handful. We know Capcom Pro Tour twenty twenty. Uh, 40 players are going to qualify for the Capcom Cup, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the 32. Yep. It'd be 31 and then the last chance qualifier. 16 players are going to qualify from two seasons, mm-hmm. um, separated by, and then if I read this correctly, it said the game over event. 
I thought the separation was going to be Evo. Um, yeah. But that, it seemed like it said on the website, game over. Yeah, I think... So I wonder if that's yeah. just the event that's going to divide the two. I think so. Um, I have to... What's What kind of sucks is I wish I could have the trailer in front of me, but I'm not going to pull it up on my phone and play it, even though I could, now that I think about it. It's I've got... Uh, I think I can pull up the website real quick. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I do think it's interesting, and it leads back to what we were talking about, how it feels like Capcom Pro Tour... You have to go all in, or it doesn't matter what you do. Um, if you want to, if you want to read this over a little bit, because I've got my phone with me, this is the, I guess maybe one of the last articles that Michael Martin uh, published, mm-hmm. and it kind of talks about. If you can scroll down, it'll, uh, it talks about like gives you a screenshot oh, cool. of how the breakdown and everything like that, as opposed to just watching the trailer. Yeah, um, it shows the premiere events, and I can pull my notes up on my phone. But um, um, okay, so oh, so they do still have a last chance qualifier. Good, uh, they have one player, so uh, Idom is going to be in it. Uh, mm-hmm. From 2019. Yeah. The World Warrior Challenge. So compete in your regional league for a slot. I think this is what they're going to use the online tournament mode for. And this is 22 players getting through well, this. Well, if you, if you read a little bit closer, it did say kind of going to your local events. So I don't know if that one's going to be oh, really so maybe, online. Maybe they're taking a page out of the Tekken Dojo events mm-hmm. where you sign up for a local. Although the fact that this many players get into it that's a lot. Not being into the glo- like, in spite of the global leaderboards. Because the global leaderboards, and we're gonna learn more about this as it goes, because all this is just us talking about it. But the global leaderboard seems to be, like the way it works now, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, if I go to Combo Breaker, which is a premiere, or if I go to this tournament, which is a premiere, you know, NorCal Regionals or something, and I win that, I'm gonna get X amount of points, and that's gonna put me on this leaderboard, which gets reset in season two. But it seems like this 22 player World Warrior Challenge thing is different than that. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be exactly like Toko, uh, Tekken Dojo events, just okay. because, and here's why I think that. It's uh, uh, f- uh, regional final events from the past are no longer part of the CPT. Instead, what we've done is created a competition within the CPT designed to reach more regions around the globe and potentially create grassroots communities in less active regions. Hmm. That's not, I mean, if you just take that as it, I mean, regardless of how this ultimately works, mm-hmm. if you take that idea, that is a wonderful idea. Yep. And that's for Street what, Fighter and, and the Capcom Pro Tour. Yeah, and that's what Tekken Dojo events did. Cool. Uh, because, so the way the Tekken World Tour worked is oh. they would take uh, your top 10 tournament finishes, and that those were your points. Okay. Right. So you could go to all the Dojo events in the world to get, uh, I, like, it, was, it, it wasn't a negligible amount of points, but it wasn't a big amount of points either. Um. So you could go to like a billion dojo events in the world, but if you ha- already had like ten finishes in a normal tournament that would give you more than dojo tournaments, then you wouldn't have a reason to go, mm-hmm. right? So that's the way that they mitigated, like you know, somebody just travel who can travel the world to go to every dojo event known to man, even though there were multiple happening <laughs> at the same day, uh, split into two, like Seth. Yeah. Uh, so that's the way they mitigated somebody who could travel to all of these to, from getting too many points over other people. Okay. So I don't know how Capcom is going to do this. Uh, well, something that's on there too, and I'm sure you noticed if you, if, you, if you scroll down or even if you watch the trailer the first time, Capcom Cup taking place in... France! Uh, yeah, Paris, France. That's, that's cool. I, I wonder how the turnout's going to be for that. I so wonder if there's a lot that... I, I honestly think they're just taking a page out of Tekken's book at this point. Mm. Also, I love the fact that the first word in this article has a typo. Uh, I was. Why'd you say it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Look, I was like, I, I did notice it, and I was like, oh. Capcom esports. <laughs> no, uh, look, writing's not easy. So I don't blame him. You know, everybody gets one. That's my rule. Well, it's also his last one because, you know, he's no longer there. Yeah. But uh, he Rip. probably had it, like, scheduled to be published on today's yeah. date. Rip. Um, you know, something that's in there, I wanted you to get some eyes on this, too, because I, I posted, you know, this was posted on Twitter. But um, I did notice in looking at these notes, because I'm more excited for the Capcom Pro Tour 2020 because it looks cleaner. Like, we'll have to see how it plays. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we said that, that, like, oh, this new format looks great, and then it's, like, crazy, right? And yeah. then it doesn't work out, and we got to change the format again. But um, I noticed that the, the winner of the Capcom Cup in 2020 will not auto-qualify for the Capcom Cup in 2021. Oh, yeah, I just saw it. Dang. And, and I was thinking, does that mean we're getting Street Fighter Six? Because it'd be a different game. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it was a different it, game, here's, here's, you couldn't qualify for something that, you know, you're like, oh, I'm qualified for a game that, like, I have no idea if I can even play well. And yeah. you suck at it, and then you have to, like, be the defending champion for a game that you're not good at. Yeah, the... Kazunoko did not auto-qualify for Capcom Cup. He did. 26. Did he? He did. For Capcom Cup 2016? Yeah, he won with Yun. And then uh, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Did he qualify for Street Fighter V automatically? Mm-hmm. Yep. I just remember he got the, the costume. The only person that didn't qualify... I th- I could be wrong on this. We have the iPad. But um, the only person I think that did not qualify was Sako in 2013. He okay. beat Chris G... Uh, Evil Ryu to Sakura, mm-hmm. and he won that, and he didn't auto qualify into 2014's Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if that's right. I think it is. Yeah, but I but but I remember that being something because then when Mochi when Momochi won in 2014, it became a why did he get it and and Sako didn't? Yeah, and then whoever won in 15, I don't know who won, but I just thought that was interesting, and I just kind of put that on Twitter. I was just like Street Fighter Six confirmed. Yeah, well, here's the thing probably too. not the case. Well, but. here's the thing. Um. Have you noticed, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean Street Fighter Six per se, but have you noticed that they've been having more and more of these free trial periods? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where they give you a specific amount of characters that you can play when you download the game for free? I think one of two things can happen at the end of this year. It's either... Next year? Yes. Okay. At the end of this upcoming season. Uh, either... Giant overhaul of Street Fighter V to get it to the new generation of consoles. And turning it into a free-to-play game on top of it. Okay. Or new generation of consoles, Street Fighter Six, free-to-play. Yeah, I, I, I'm in full agreement that one of those two things is going to happen. One of those two things is going to happen. I think I'm leaning more towards the Street Fighter Six thing. It'd be nice. Because, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's not like I have any insider information, and I don't want to be like a troll and say like, oh, I think it's coming. I honestly think it's the case just because we know that the consoles are coming. Mm-hmm. We know that this game was supported up to 2020. Yeah. Um, I But what I do think is probably going to be the case, even though it says 2021, and that kind of, in my tinfoil hat theory, what throws a wrench in there is this idea that what I thought that Capcom might do, given what happened from four to five and what's happened from five to whatever comes next, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever edition happens, was that they were going to have a Capcom Cup in 2020 and then they will have a Capcom Cup in 2021 and it would still feature Street Fighter V, but that they would 
along that time period say we are working on Street Fighter 6. They do a King of Fighters situation where it's like mm-hmm. Street Fighter 6, here's the logo. Don't expect this in 2021. We are super going in and like mm-hmm. trying to or I guess yeah, don't expect it in 2021 and we're going to really make sure that this one is like completely fine-tuned. Here's why I don't agree with you. Okay. And why I think if it does come out, it'll be coming out for the beginning of the 2021 season is the fact that they've already mitigated expectations for 2020. They've said, we're not going to change the game up much, if at all, because we want to keep it mostly the same for this Olympic event. And mm-hmm. that's what we're focusing on. So right. if the uh, if the esports department is focusing solely on this Olympic endeavor, as it were, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, what is the R&D uh, department of Capcom going to be doing dur- throughout that time if they're not working on the game? I mean, the the, the thing that we l- believe initially would be, like, balancing for the next season. If you didn't think that anything else was coming. Yeah. But to have them... Well, f- first of all, good on them for finally mitigating expectations and being like, hey, we're not going to change the game much instead of being like, there's no season pass by. <laughs> we're doing things different this year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Good on them for, A, mitigating expectations and letting us know what their plan is. But with that said, I think it's also, like, setting up for them to dump resources into the next game. Okay. Now, I, that's just a gut feeling type of thing. I am open to being completely wrong about it. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and I think we both are of the opinion that it's not that we want to be right. I think, like I said, my basis was just that and, and it's like it's such a trickle effect. I know I tweeted this out a while ago, but one of the things that I tweeted was when I found out that the Assassin's Creed game, the next one's coming out on next gen um, consoles, mm-hmm. and it's coming out holiday of that. I was just thinking, oh, Street Fighter Street Fighter Five is supported through that time, and if PlayStation wants to keep Street Fighter on that console, then they need to have it as like a launch title, yep. not launches in day one, but like the console comes out, let's say November, mm-hmm. hypothetically, then you have this thing like. December 14th. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, too. Right for the holidays. Was it Mortal Kombat that recently came out with the update that is now cross-play between everything? Was it Mortal Kombat? I guess. I think it was a fighting game that did it. Yeah, um, because to a degree, Capcom, or uh, Street Fighter V does have the cross-play between Steam and PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. They recently, uh, Fortnite was able to finally crack the Sony greedy uh, standpoint and allow crossplay for Fortnite. Minecraft is following suit mm. in just a little bit with Switch, Xbox, PC, PlayStation 4. Cool. I'm fairly certain I saw that MK11 is next. Okay. For uh, crossplay. What are you thinking? So is it possible that Street Fighter will no longer be a PlayStation exclusive and it'll just be cross-play for everyone? Sure. I mean, you know, I don't... Something to think about. (laughs) I feel like the word logistics is almost like a meme now. But as far as the logistics of it, I wonder if looking back on all this, um, Street Fighter V not being on the Xbox hurt it in any way. I mean, looking at it now, probably not. Yeah. With what happened with the Xbox One... But to think about it from the perspective of, like, I had Street Fighter 4 on both consoles, the PS3 and the Xbox, yeah. and I never played it on the uh, on the PS3. 
See, I didn't have an Xbox. It was garbage. So here's the thing: on the f- exact flip side of that, look at Killer Instinct, dude. If Killer Instinct wasn't a console exclusive, I think it would be huge. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah, those man, those are all my topics. We did uh, for today. Um, I would say thanks for listening and watching. I have no idea if we're going to do this again. Probably, but only the stars will know. It's just it's just a matter of like if the schedules line up. But um, well, I mean, you said you wanted to compete this coming year. Hey, and Texas Showdown is now a premiere event. I don't know if you saw that or not. Mm, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm, I, I, this is going to make it seem like I'm making an excuse. I got to say that ahead of time. I feel like I would really, I need like the headset. Something that uh, Ryan Harvey yeah, he does. Yeah, he used to bring his own speaker. He, he brings like his, well, he's like his own splitter because he like, he yeah, connects yeah. like his own thing to it. And I should hit him up on Twitter mm-hmm. and figure out how like, like the yeah. logistics of yeah, how him, he does it, that. Yeah, him and Forwood. Yeah. Forwood. Yes. Okay. Display yeah. Display lag for right. 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 I was thinking. Uh, I, I I would like to do something like that because something that I've always kind of I think I've talked to you guys about tournament stuff is that I don't know if I really get nerves per se. Mm-hmm. Not now, but I feel like my biggest thing is like being cramped between other people and like these chairs where other people are standing behind me. Yeah. There's somebody yelling like, "Yo, B twenty four. I need B 20 I'm like, "Ugh, this is such like a weird." I mean, and I get that in the FGC, it's kind of always been like that. Yeah. But I kind of want to be zoned in. I want to be able to roll up, be like. Hi, I'm here to, to play for my match. I go, okay, sit here. I connect the thing, put on my headphones, I listen to the game, and I play. Yep. And I don't want it to be like, you know, delays or whatever the case is. So we'll yeah, see. That's why I don't go to tournaments anymore. Like, the this hurry up and wait is, I ain't got time for that no more. And and, and hopefully this doesn't make me sound like a, like a weird competitor, but I feel like with the way my life is kind of going outside of the fighting game space, mm-hmm. right? Even the video game space with other things I have going on in my life, I just think that, like, I, if I'm going to compete, I feel like it would be because I know I can win. Now, whether I win is a different thing. Yeah. But it's that I'm going into it being like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's not about training. It's not really about, like, the dedication. It's like, this is something that, like, I have the natural aptitude for. Yeah. And I'm good at it. And, and with that in mind, I can go to these events and, like, I'll place, like, top 13, top 18. If I push a little bit harder, maybe I can make it in that top eight. If that was happening, then maybe I would go all, all in. But regardless of how you feel about Ryu, my character isn't all that good enough to compete, and mm-hmm. I just don't have the scheduling. Yeah. And, like, you know, i got to get the plane ticket. we got to do the hotel. I've got to, like, get off from work. And I just, for all of that, just to go, like... Oh and 2 Like, well, <laughs> even if it is an 0-2, like, it could be, like... Three and two. Yeah, three and two. It's just like, oh, and then I'm like hanging out with this venue, trying to make friends or trying to talk to people. It's like, or I can spend the money I would spend on that on something else. <laughs> so well, we'll see. With these World Warrior tours, maybe you won't have to travel. Yeah. So we'll see. Let's go to Arcade UFO. Oh, man. Have you been there recently? Nope. I went there to, to show my girlfriend. I, I, I kind of showed her, like, this is where I used to play Street Fighter 4. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't go to Arcade UFO. What was happening? <laughs> it's just a weeb fest, dude. Yeah. I don't know if it happened to be like a Halloween thing or something was going on, but it was just... Well, let, let's just say it this way. College kids never grow up. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening and watching. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. That's the end. <laughs>